the New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Vector Communications, data networks built for business. Welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 206. I'm Paul Woo-hoo! Spain. Oh, and I'm Wal Reed. And woohoo to you. <laughs> I thought 206 is like the magic number. Oh, it's pretty yeah. exciting, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure why, but it is, it is all good. It's all very exciting. Now, while, uh, for everyone listening, just remind them where you fit into, uh, to the world of, uh, technology and, uh, and podcasting. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm fitting into, uh, in the tech industry as well, working with consumer electronics and also podcasting like yourself, uh, the New Zealand entertainment podcast for all things films, TVs, comedy and whatever else as well. Good. That's me. And lots of stuff going on there. You'll be at the, uh, New Ze- Vodafone New, New Zealand, Zealand Music Awards this VNZ week. If I can put all that together. MAs. You're right, Paul. It is that time of the year again where everyone goes silly and, and goes a bit gaga on the, on the red cup and we pretend that we, we have paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, uh, hey, hope it goes well. Uh, let's jump in now. First up in the, uh, in the news bites, uh, we're hearing that uh, Snapchat is going to uh, allow you to send and receive money. Yeah, how cool is that? Just boom. I, yeah, I, as soon as I heard it, I thought I was instantly taken by it. I thought, man, I need to get that. Yeah. Why? What excites you about this? Technology, ways of, you know, you get pay wave, tap and go, all those things you could do with your card. And I think this is just one way of getting people on board who use their apps to be able to transfer electronic payments. Yeah. yeah online. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. Cool. Brilliant. Because you've got your banking apps already now that, yep. uh, that do that. I think, uh, BNZ, ASB, I'm not sure who else, but yeah, they've got the ability to sort of, you know, pay people. Uh, do trade me payments and pay people on Facebook and and the like. So uh, yeah, there, there's some there's some good stuff coming through in the local banking apps. But uh, I guess yeah, pulling it and abstracting it away from that is uh, is interesting. Now it's just US only, isn't it? US only and over, only over the age of 18 years or older are able to use it. So if you're not American or 18 years or older, then forget about it for now. Oh, okay. Well, that excludes both of us, unfortunately, Paul. But I can see the backlash here. What are you kids. talking about from an age perspective? <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, your spirit. I, I think in actual numbers, we're both past 18. Uh, we just yeah. uh, may not well, always, uh, yeah. Live, always, always a, it. It was always a challenge to try and get into an R18 movie, you know, when you're like 13. But now we don't have to try. But uh, I can see the backlash here, Paul, with kids trying to hit their parents up for some cash. Oh, Dad, can you, Mum, Dad, can you Snapchat me over, swipe me over some uh, money? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Creating some, uh, especially my teenagers, some some extra uh, extra pressures, right? Well, it could be. It could be. It could, could be quite comical, but it could be you know quite handy if you're uh, you know you got to you want you guys want to get dinner pizzas. All you have to do is to swipe each other money to the person to go and get the pizzas. Uh, it's boom, convenient city. I think. Yep, yep. No, I, th- I mean, all of these things stir, stir the world up a little bit. And, you know, ultimately we end up with easier and easier ways to, uh, to transact and to, to do things that used to be, you know, used to be as difficult as reaching into your pocket to, uh, to grab a dollar and give it to somebody. Uh, now you can reach into your pocket, grab your phone, press a bunch of buttons. The other person then goes to their phone, presses a bunch of buttons and, and, and maybe gets the dollar. Did you mean a dollar note or a dollar coin? Well, depending on which country you're in, if you're in the US, then uh, then I guess uh, it's a note or uh, or a few coins. Yeah, no, I'm all up for the snap cash thing once it's on on board and it's been approved by our government or whoever looks after it. Well, I'm, I'm there. 
All right. Now, uh, next up, just now this this is a company that operate just around the corner from uh, from our uh, HQ from. Oh yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Global Voice Media HQ uh, Transfer Car. Now you had a bit of a read about these guys. Uh, yeah. They seem to have, have set up a pretty good business, and they're uh, they're operating globally. They've got a uh, a technology platform that facilitates uh, rental car companies being able to uh, get cars back to base, and very nice for uh, for travellers who are maybe wanting to uh, to make a journey. In a yep. direction that's uh, that's less popular for car rental companies. So, uh, for instance, in in New Zealand, uh, often people fly into Auckland and then they'll drive south, and the car rental companies end up with way too many cars stuck in Christchurch, yep. and they've got to ship them back to Auckland. So, uh, if you want to drive from Christchurch to Auckland, then uh, you can get a, a free rental car, and and in some cases, some of the routes they'll uh, they'll cover the petrol, the insurance, yeah, and that's the, right, the, you know, the ferry ride and and so on as well. Uh, yeah, this is a great little uh, idea. Bit of Kiwi ingenuity as well, which has actually gone to America now as well, which they're doing over there quite successfully too. Um, but it means that also that, like you say, people can get a free one-way trip somewhere. And I didn't realise how how expensive it was logistically to get those cars or those camper vans back to HQ. Yeah, it's not a uh, it's not an easy thing, is it, to to uh, to get a vehicle somewhere no. unless you've no. got. Uh, a uh, a driver who's willing to to do it, and if you happen to pay that person, then uh, yeah, I guess that adds up pretty uh, pretty smartly. Yeah, and it's not a it's not a, a new idea. I suppose people have been uh, doing these for years, doing the one way trips for these uh, these companies, but actually consolidating them into a business. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool. Mm. Mm. So uh, yeah, anyone interested in that, have a look at uh, have a look at transfercar.co.nz, and they've got uh, they've got you know sites for. Uh, yeah, varying markets around the world. I had a look at it in Australia. Uh, I think the um, the the announcement they just made is around uh, a, yeah, a real push into the uh, the US market. So uh, best of luck. For you know, the, instead uh, of house sitting, you could actually right. camper van sit these things. You know, live in a camper van and then move along to the next one. You know, if you're into house sitting, you know how house sitting is quite popular. There you go. Yeah, mate. you'd have to be, be driving it while you're sleeping or something as Camper well. Though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not quite so uh, quite so uh, sure about that. So that's uh, okay, mate. Yeah, we can, yeah. Uh, copyright later. Um, now, Sony's uh, PlayStation uh, TV has uh, has just landed. So uh, that's something we'll, we'll, we'll dive in and talk a little bit more about yes, uh, next yes. week because we're going to have a bit of a uh, bit of a play with that. Um, now, in terms of just a few bits and pieces to, uh, to, to dive in a little bit more on, we've got here HP's new Stream 11 laptop. Now, the HP Stream products are sort of the, the lower end, lower cost, uh, consumer devices. And, uh, HP have announced the, uh, the Stream, the Stream 7, the Stream 8, uh, Windows, Windows based tablets, and the Stream 11 and 13. Are uh, Windows tablets that are at the sort of the lower price points mm. um, launched here for uh, for four hundred and uh, four hundred and ninety nine. Now we've been tossing it around. It seems to be quite a nice sort of comfortable uh, oh, like size it. and form factor, doesn't it? Yeah, look? the form factor is all right. It doesn't uh, doesn't scream blah. And I quite like the what is it magenta color as well. Yeah, yeah, very sort of uh, pinky. So uh, I, you know, I can I yeah, can see that it appeals uh, to that my uh, my inner. Pink self, yeah, that that's sort of standing out, and they've got a uh, a blue variation as well. So yeah, quite bright, punchy, uh, punchy colours. Um, anyone yeah. wants to see it, there's plenty of pictures online, and I showed this one off on uh, on first line on Monday, so that footage is online as well. Good, um, good, good, good. Yeah, I think 
an interesting uh, interesting <laughs> device in that the the feel of it, although it's plastic, it feels quite sturdy and it feels reasonably reasonably good quality for for the sort of money that you're paying. It doesn't yeah. feel as rough as those uh, some of those cheap netbooks that we used to uh, used to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Four nine nine is the is the launch price for it here. I'm sure that will come down a little bit in sales and so on over Christmas and, and Boxing Day. Um, in the US, with their Black Friday sales this month, they've announced they're going to do this for 199 U- U- US dollars. James so, uh, Brown. Um, very, very crazy cheap pricing for uh, any sort of laptop. But that's what puts Microsoft, I guess, in that space where they're going to compete with uh, what Google are doing with the with the Chromebooks, and yep. you know we're seeing that similar similar compete with the uh, low cost Windows tablets with the uh, the cheaper Android tablets, yep. right? So uh, you know, if I was colorblind and I was a student, I'd definitely go for that laptop, <laughs> that, that magenta laptop. <laughs> oh no, I think it would it would quite suit you. Um, well, yeah, well, yeah. and you, you know, another thing is for people that are, are a bit shy who, who are not used to tablets. I mean, this is quite good. I still want a notebook form factor. It's actually a really decent keyboard. I was quite yep. surprised in terms of, uh, you know, sometimes on the smaller devices, the keys are a bit too close together and not quite big enough. But actually, this is, a, this is actually pretty, pretty workable. Now, I, I do quite like using a smaller laptop because it's so portable. It's definitely something you just throw in your bag yep. and uh, away you go. So I think, we, I mean, brilliant just for general sort of, you yep. know, home use and, uh, uh, student type use. Bear in mind, it does have the uh, Atom processor, so it's that is uh, you know it's a low power processor. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh, have the the sort of the juice or the grunt for running uh, a whole lot of apps at once and uh, you know your Photoshop type tasks. Yeah, um, and also it doesn't have a huge amount of uh, storage. So uh, bear that in mind as well. I think it's a uh, uh, about a, th- a thirty two gig. Uh, SSD that's built in, so sort of similar to to some of the lower cost tablets. So that's part of what keeps the size and weight down, is it doesn't actually have a physical uh, physical hard yeah, drive right. in it. So a couple of USB ports and a HDMI out. Um, nothing a Barbie skin wouldn't fix um, on top of the laptop. But yeah, nothing right. a what wouldn't fix Barbie skin. You know, you skin it on top, but oh. you're in a little. Okay, top of the laptop. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's got that. Um, um, Quad core uh, Celeron in it, which is so uh, is based on the Atom uh, technology from Intel. Setting a lot of tablets, even starting to come through on one or two smartphones and uh, two gigs of RAM. So, um, yeah, definitely at the lower end. But uh, for yeah, basic stuff, and especially web browsing and you know those sorts of bits and pieces. Um, yeah, probably probably quite capable. Mm. And tying it back into um, Office three six five, which it comes with a. Uh, a twelve-month subscription to the the personal version of Office three six five that gives you that terabyte of online storage. That's all right. Access to Microsoft Office yep. uh, for a year. So you know, all in all, um, yeah, not a not a not, not a, a bad, bad little offering. Yeah, in magenta yep. Yep. and blue. Um, no, no good for business. I mean, it doesn't have the business version of Windows and so on. Um, but yeah, it's got it's certainly got its place uh, place in the market. I like the way you're modelling that while you're talking, Paul. It's very, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just having a look at a few different angles, right? Uh, uh, I hope you went like that, that animated on TV3. First line. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Plug, plug. Now, the, uh, the other one we are waiting to, uh, to get hands on with, uh, with some of the other devices, the Stream 8 and the Stream 7, and uh, no doubt will reasonably, uh, reasonably soon. Uh, this one's available in the market now, the Stream 11. There's also a Stream 13. 
uh, at a fairly similar price point. Um, and we'll have that uh, that stream, the stream eight and seven, as I say, uh, not too distant future. Now, interesting in terms of new uh, new gadgetry and devices, uh, Nokia have uh, have just announced a new Android tablet. Now, as we know, a big chunk of Nokia mm. got sold to Microsoft earlier on in the year. Well, it's not that chunk that got sold. This is actually the original, the original Nokia, even though there's still the original been Nokia branding on, a, you know, on a lot of the, uh, the, the phones and, and so on that are in the stores. But, uh, no, the, uh, the original Nokia has decided that they're jumping back into making consumer, uh, devices. Now, under their contract with Microsoft, they're not allowed to make smartphones just yet. Uh, but uh-huh. there was nothing in the rules that said they couldn't make tablets. So, uh, they are making what looks to be an iPad mini clone oh, no. that runs Android wrong. and, uh, is launching Way at a, uh, at a lower price point than, uh, yeah, naturally than, uh, than the Apple original. Uh, and I mean, it actually looks like quite a capable device. Yeah. Okay. So, well. what, what's your thought on this? Are people enamored enough with the Nokia brand? That they would buy it, or wow. because it looks, it actually, you know, from the, what we've seen so far, it looks really classy. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 so many aspects of it just look like a, an iPad mini ripoff. Apparently, there are one or two bits <laughs> yeah. that are a little bit better. It's a little bit lighter. Watch those um, patent lawsuits, Nokia. Yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind of curious. We're, yeah, what's your pick on this? We haven't really seen a complete Apple ripoff product within this market. I no. think they're aiming for um, initially, a, you know, launch within Asian markets, particularly China, also into Russia. Uh, th- those sorts of markets might be a little bit more open to it, but yeah, I imagine well, people get their back up a little about, bit here. Uh, about face, aren't they? These Finnish people, uh, Nokia dudes. I mean, they're going. They did the poo poo on, uh, on on Android a few years ago, and basically, uh, people come out and they say, "Now they're coming out with Android tablets." I mean, whoa, it's a bit hard to digest all at once. I don't know. Time will tell. The people will vote, decide, I suppose. Mm. Like our new government. Indeed. Um, now, one one more product that looks quite interesting uh, is from HP. Another product from HP, and this is their new uh, their new X2. Now, the uh, the X2 or split X2 that they had uh, in the past, yeah, it was a, a nice, yeah, nice little sort of hybrid tablet, mm-hmm. come laptop type device. Yeah. This new one looks quite a lot like the Surface Pro uh, three. 3 from Microsoft, but comes in at a lower price point. Uh, quite a little stunner too, Paul. Yeah. What's uh, what's your thought? This is a sort of uh, gadget you might like to use? You know, I, I don't mind the Surface Pro 3. or um, They're actually quite easy to use, and I think I've actually uh, played with it a couple of times when you had them on the show and that as well, product reviewing them. I don't mind, don't shy away from them at all, but this, uh, this new offering from them looks actually pretty good, HP. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what they're calling um, what they've what they've got is the NVX two, um, and so it's detachable. You can detach it from that keyboard. Now, when you buy it, it includes um, does include the uh, the keyboard as well. So, unlike the the Surface Pro three, you got to you drop in another one or two hundred dollars to yeah. uh, to to get the keyboard as well. Um, you've got a bit of a um, um, yeah, a, a benefit there. Um, they're doing 13 and 15.6 inch models, so that's really, really up to the sort of the full laptop size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, w- which is fascinating because it's unusual to see 
uh, yeah, mainstream tablets at that bigger that sort of uh, that bigger, bigger sort of size. Yeah. Um, and yeah, comes in with a um, with the new Core M uh, processor from from Intel, uh, four gigs of RAM, yeah. and they're talking about a five hundred gig um, hybrid um, hard drive. So uh, five hundred gigs worth of uh, hard drive storage and uh, sixteen gigabytes of flash. Now, interesting, it's actually got a, a real hard drive in it, moving moving parts and so mm. on, which is is pretty unusual in a in a tablet type device. But it allows them to keep that price down. And give a reasonable sure. amount of storage, so you don't have to step up to the you know two thousand dollar plus uh, US price point to get uh, a big bit of storage, which you do on products like the uh, the Surface Pro uh, Three. Yeah, which is quite kind of pricey, isn't it? It's a bit over the. Uh, it's going to be as pricey as that as well. So they, no, they're talking about a US seven hundred and fifty dollar uh, launch price. So it's actually a, a lower no, price than their previous uh, uh, X two uh, product. So yeah, it, it's pretty good. Uh, on pricing, what I'm interested in is is the Intel Core M. We still haven't had a hands-on one here yet, uh, but the the word is that these processors to make them uh, operate in such a way that you don't need a need a fan in your tablet or in in your device. Uh, the Core M is you know it's amazing the, the way that it works and that you you don't need that sort of cooling because it's so low on its power consumption. But on the flip side, because they've turned down the power consumption, they've also turned down the performance. So mm. I just don't know uh, how well this is going to uh, gonna, perform. Gonna, gonna perform. So uh, it's got the Intel Core M five Y ten. So yeah, not the not the fastest uh, processor on the planet. So yeah, we'll look forward to having a bit of a play with with this and um, give our own opinion. But uh, at this stage, I wouldn't be a hundred percent confident in it performance wise compared to the uh, the, the Surface Pro uh, three. Uh, what about color choices? Like with the stream, we've got magenta and blue. What's uh, any any color schemes on offering there? No, I think you've sort of more more got that um, sort of grey, uh, yeah, me- metallic sort of look from what I've seen in the uh, the imagery so okay. far. Um, but yeah, you, you've got a lot of similarities with the uh, the, the uh, fold up uh, keyboard and having a, a form of a kickstand and so on that uh, bear a fair resemblance to the the Surface Pro there. Mm, nice one. Right now, um, we talked earlier about the, uh, the the payments through um, Snapchat or Snap Cash, calling it. Yes, is that right? Snap Cash. Uh, yep. Um, now PayPal they launched a product on uh, for for Android Wear earlier on the year, so you could go into a store and use PayPal to uh, you know to shop. Yeah. Uh, they've now launched that. It's just been announced on uh, on the Pebble Watch too. So. Uh, PayPal are really trying to make sure that they're uh, that they're not well, they're not missing out on their, yeah, their no. space. And I did notice in uh, at least one store when I was in the US, uh, seeing that PayPal logo, uh, you know, on the till alongside the uh, the Mastercard and, and Visa type logos mm. as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh really? Obviously, they're, they're that's, a, that is sort of you know everywhere. opening up, and uh, you know there are opportunities to use use PayPal for. In store shopping, which is kind of a yeah, is odd for a, a, a platform that you think of as just something that you would you would yeah, use online, for online buying e- things, eBay purchases, eBay purchases and, yeah. and 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 uh, those sort of transactions. But uh, yeah, make make some sense. So um, yeah, good stuff. PayPal doing it, and I, I noticed that Samsung and they have teamed up with PayPal to try and get a phone out with an app uh, that's going to be working with PayPal as well. Uh, to try and come up with some simple payment solutions uh, on their phones, smartphones. Okay. Mm. 
Well, it all just keeps advancing. Now, one area that we've been hoping uh, would advance, uh, one thing we've been hoping would advance into New Zealand uh, is a product called Netflix. Ah, oh, at last. Yeah, so today we've uh, we've had the the official word from uh, from the Netflix guys in the US. Yeah. And they've confirmed that uh, Netflix uh, will be opening up uh, in New Zealand and Australia in uh, March time frame. So not really a um not really a, a very long time away really. No. Uh, no it'll go really fast too. So my, I guess my thoughts around this are, are, are somewhat, uh, somewhat mixed. I think it's something we've been looking forward to for a long time and hoping would happen. Mm. Now it's happening. Uh, I'm a little bit apprehensive because we've already got you know a number of players in the market locally. Yeah. Uh, we've got we've got Lightbox, who, who you know, Spark launched uh, j- you know just a few months ago. We have, and they've been working very hard. They've uh, they've launched apps on uh, on Samsung uh, TVs. And uh, Samsung tablets. So it's just been announced, uh, as as well as being on uh, on iOS on yep. the iPad there, and uh, and and through the browser as well. So they've been working hard to sort of, uh, you know, make their product more uh, more accessible and a pretty cool catalogue of content actually that yeah. really really stood out uh, as far as far as Lightbox is concerned. Uh, and then we've got QuickFlix, and they've just been across. Just about every device you can you can think of, Man, um, right. game consoles, yeah, tablets, and they've had that sort of mix iOS. of the the pay per view you know type content um, and the subscription video on demand like like Netflix. So um, yeah, the, I guess the story with Netflix coming into the into the local market um, puts I guess a little bit of a question mark over those ones. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. You know, Sky also definitely. due to due to launch in. in uh, and dis- and well, yeah, they're very close to launching now. I think December is uh, is when we'll, we'll see them uh, them land as well with their uh, their offering. Uh, I th- I think what I, I guess the bit that concerns me is if Netflix takes too much of the market and we don't have competition, that's when it's bad for everyone, mm. right? Mm. So uh, I guess my my encouragement to listeners is if you haven't jumped on with one of the local services. Uh, now is probably the time to do that is to give Lightbox or, or QuickFlix uh, a go and just get in behind and give them a little bit of support because if they don't, uh, you know, if they don't manage to get enough uh, support, yeah, reasonably soon, then when uh, when Netflix launches into the local market, it, uh, you know, it- that's a good point you raise actually, Paul, about that about um, somebody coming in from the outside into our our airspace. Uh, offering the same sort of services that we have here, that's going to be quite an interesting sort of uh, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, there's a real potential that Netflix could come in and uh, and and just have such a big impact that there isn't room for for the other players. And you know, that's that wouldn't be a good thing if we ended up without that uh, local competition. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think Sky are going to go anywhere. Uh, overnight, and they've got deep enough pockets, and you know, making enough money off their current services that. Uh, I would, I would imagine, you know, they've got that reach and, uh, you know, making their product available to, uh, to their existing, uh, subscriber bases for, um, mm. uh, you know, for Sky Satellite Services means that they're going to get a reasonable base anyway. Uh, but I think it would be a real pity if the other guys weren't able to, uh, to stick around, uh, longer term. And, you know, it, it's always been anyone's guess exactly when Netflix would launch here. It was always expected that they would. Uh, but now that it's actually happening, uh, yeah, there's a little little bit of apprehensiveness, yeah. I think, uh, from 4K. my perspective. 
UHD. Yeah, so they're bringing 4K UHD uh, to, to the mix. So gonna, uh, there's not a lot of content available at that sort of resolution, is no, there? No, exactly. So it's kind of interesting they're going to have it where it's supported, I suppose. So I wonder how good the quality is going to be, obviously, number one for the 4K streaming. And then obviously, you know, it's quite a small niche UHD 4K TVs in New Zealand still. Yeah, I guess what it means is there's, there's going to be a bit more encouragement for people to be buying 4K TVs yep. in the knowledge that uh, 4K content is is available. And I think Netflix will keep stepping up the amount of content that they have available in 4K. Uh, interestingly, in the US recently, they... Uh, they announced or they, they made a change to their plans. It used to be that it didn't matter what resolution you had, you watch content and the price was the same. Now there's a price premium for 4K content. So we may well see the same thing uh, happen in the New Zealand market as well. It's an you know, easy way for them to uh, just uh, you know, get, get the extra few bucks out of people. And, of course, there will be a time in the future when, of course, everyone's 4K. Uh, or curved, 4K and four, curved. 4K and curved, yep. Um, same content though. So, uh, uh, but from a subscription point of view, it's a way of them sort of winding up the dial a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it, plus it gives guys uh, that, that extra support for an argument with their girlfriends who won't let them buy a new TV. And oh, well, he's 4K streaming coming on soon. We need to be future proof. And they go, oh yeah. You know, it'll just add some gravitas to those guys who want to buy it. I've actually seen uh, 4K TVs, uh, 50 inch ones, flat screen ones for about two grand. Yeah, they're so, coming yeah. down in the local market, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we're definitely seeing that. Uh, nothing quite like the bigger markets, though, for, uh, you know, for price. Some crazy prices on, really? On, uh, you know, How crazy and, and, and the US on some of the, some of the TVs. Um, and of course, when I was there, it was just sort of leading up to the Black Friday sales. So they started announcing some of those things. Oh, and yeah. one of the ones I saw, I think it was something like, uh, Two or three hundred US dollars for a, a fifty-inch full HD uh, TV. No. I think it was. I think it was around two hundred US. Now these are excluding tax because they didn't include their uh, their equivalent of GST in their prices because it varies from state to state. But um, yeah, just some some silly prices. And those things are yeah you know, are, are limited to the to the big sales and so on. But even walking into a normal store, you you know your seventy-inch TV is. Uh, yeah, you, you can pick them up under two thousand New Zealand really? dollars, uh, and and four K. Uh, you know the the fifty inch certainly under under a thousand US. Man, I can't believe you came back. You know, no extra baggage. <laughs> a few TVs <laughs> under true. my shoulder to uh, to drop onto trade me or something. Google Chrome sticks, <laughs> TVs, laptops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not. Uh, I was trying to have a holiday there, so I had a little bit of a break in the. Uh, <laughs> In the midst of uh, going through the stores and, and seeing what uh, gadgetry there was to uh, oh, to, to, to pick up, um, so yeah, so I think that this whole Netflix picture, I think it's something we'll, we'll be debating for a while mm. uh, in terms of exactly what the impact of it's going to be. Um, what we do know is that the the Netflix product for the US market is not the same as what releases in other countries, and you know we have a look around the world at. Uh, uh, Netflix in the UK, for instance, and 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 the the varying markets, um, you'll see that some of that you know content that uh, Netflix have in the US, you flick onto those other countries, and oh, it doesn't have that, uh, which can be a bit disappointing. But on the flip side, then those countries have some have some unique content. Now, for those with Netflix subscriptions, a lot of you may well be aware. That um, that when you set up a Netflix subscription, it's it's quite unusual in that um, if you think of signing up to um, 
Oh, I'm trying to think what to compare it with, but you know, you sign up for a service or or a bank in one country, you you know that it's it's quite separate. It's limited to that country. You can't just go to a, a, right, a another yeah. country and yeah. uh, um, get exactly the same level of service or pricing or, or or whatever. Yeah, same with your mobile and 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 the like. Uh, but with a Netflix subscription, when you sign up, you go into the same database as, as everyone from anywhere else in the world. And the content you see is just a reflection of where Netflix think you are at the time. So if you're, if you live in the US and you have a Netflix US subscription and you go and travel to the UK, when you, if you were to log in and use Netflix in the UK, you will see the UK content that's available. So you'll suddenly see a whole lot of things you wouldn't see in the US. Some things you see in the US will drop off. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of those that have gone, a lot of um, us here in New Zealand that have gone through and, and signed up for a, a US Netflix subscription, yeah, actually we we you know there are there are tools so you can change what uh, what location Netflix think you're in, so uh, so you can flick yourself across to the UK and you can use the UK catalog. So what we're going to get here in New Zealand uh, is that those that have got a US account should be able to access uh, net the New Zealand. Uh, content catalog, uh, just by turning off their, their VPN or their, their proxy service. Sure. Uh, see that local content, but then they can flick across and, uh, and use the US content. And the same for those who, when they sign up in March, get a New Zealand account. If they travel or if they set up a VPN, they can then go in and see that bigger content catalog. Uh, for the US market, so well, that's it's, another it's, thing. It's quite, it, quite it, a unique scenario. Because I was going to ask you, so if that does that mean that uh, Netflix, when they come to New Zealand, they'll be forcing everybody um, to not be able to use those accounts, or they have to go through them to the New Zealand subsidiary? Or well, I, I think if you've got a US account, you would still be able to keep using it, and okay. it may be that yeah, it yeah. comes in at a lower price point than a New Zealand account. So there'll, there'll be some interesting dynamics around that in mm. terms of what what people, uh, you know, what people will do. But yeah, it is a it's a it's a unique situation, and it's reasonably easy to uh, to do through global. To, to, um, I know a lot you of know, people have got it. Fly yeah. to a, another location in a in a virtual sense and see a whole different you know catalog of content. Now that does tread on the toes of of those who have licensed the content in those locations, but it is a very unique feature that Netflix have, and that none of the local providers will be able to. Uh, you know, directly compete with that sort of uh, functionality, and and you know, I guess it's why in the past the likes of Sky and so on have, and and you know, some others have have called those that use Net- US Netflix subscription in New Zealand sort of you know content pirates and 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 so on. Um, I probably wouldn't go that far, um, but uh, you still yeah, sleep I, at I, night, I, all right. Yeah, you yeah. don't worry about it. Your Netflix account. Um, so yeah, so I think yeah, we've, we've got some interesting things coming up <coughs> yeah, here yeah, next definitely. year with the with the launch of Netflix. But as I say, I would I would encourage people if you haven't tried one of the other local services that's around already, um, you know, sign up, try it out. They've both got uh, free trials, so it's very easy just yeah. to jump on Light at box, least twenty eight days. Yeah, free. get that free trial, and uh, they're not actually very expensive either. And you know, I think it would be a real pity if Netflix came in and just wiped all the other ones out. That would be. That would be a real a real tragedy, and you know those services have been here providing us with a service while Netflix hasn't. Uh, you know they've done a really good 
good job in, in a number of areas. We now see uh, both QuickFlix and uh, Lightbox have got a, a, a bunch of local content as well. I know yep. that was an area that QuickFlix really led the led the charge on was uh, was signing up some of that local content, which is great. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and and supporting our local industry here. So uh, yeah, some some good stuff. And you know, Netflix. Hey, all the profits are going to go back to the back to the US. Oh, so know. Uh, yeah. you know, they're they're they're, they're there are better ways. Quick plug, I, quick plug for QuickFlix. They do, they're doing uh, great. Just release a whole lot of new local content. Uh, nothing trivial. Three first three seasons of that. And they've also had in the past Outrageous Fortune as well and Brotown. Oh, so, that's right. Because you had them on the uh, New Zealand Entertainment, Entertainment Podcast, podcast yes, recently, Hattie didn't you? Buckley, yes. So they're yep. doing a great job there. So, and it's just what you point out as well. It's not just because someone comes from overseas and says it, it looks good. It feels good. We should get it. doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be pushing any of our local stuff as well. Yeah, I mean the the, the big international uh, yeah players in all sorts of areas tend to uh, tend to be successful, right? And uh, for for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, However, but, we could be wrong. But but I certainly hope that uh, yeah that the that our our more uh, local offerings are. Uh, are able to you know continue and and maybe you know even even thrive more as as UFB gets rolled out more broadly and uh, you know people start to move away from uh, more traditional mechanisms for accessing content. Mm. Yeah, support or- your local board. T-shirts <laughs> will be coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, just a little quick update. And I, as uh, over the last few weeks, I've been trying to get more uh, a bit more more time to sort of play around with some of these. Uh, these wearable devices. So yep. uh, one of them is the uh, the Microsoft Band. Uh, so I've had a bit more time with that, and uh, yeah, finding that's uh, that's working pretty well. Um, I found it was pretty quick actually when you uh, when you initiate a run and uh, you, you, went for a run. you have the. Uh, um, the don't you make fun of me? Um, <laughs> you initiated half, a run, or you went on a run? Half it's walk, a half run. Um, oh, you actually okay. and uh, you set up the uh, you kick off for it to sort of GPS track where you know where you've been and and map out your route. Uh, I found the uh, the Microsoft band was pretty snappy, pretty quick at uh, at picking that up, and even when not paired to a you know where the phone wasn't uh, wasn't necessarily. Uh, super close by or within, uh, you know, within, uh, yeah. range or well, as far as I'm aware that maybe the phone was, but it certainly wasn't on me at the time. Uh, right. but it was pretty quick at picking that up. Uh, I didn't have as much luck, uh, with the, um, with the Gear S actually, which, which was interesting, but, um, mm. I've had a little bit of an oddity with the SIM card on that. So, uh, it, it, it could have, uh, could have related to that, but, um, yeah, ultimately these things uh, find their location and uh, and and away you go, and it's certainly um, yeah, it's certainly quite cool. Now, one um, yeah, both devices are very cool in their own right. Quite you know, quite different in what they do, but a yep. couple of little warnings. So, one with the uh, Microsoft Band, which uh, apparently they're going to have some stock on again in their uh, their online store um, today or tomorrow or something because they're all their their original stocks uh, sold out very quickly. Um, so with the Microsoft Band, one, I guess, disappointing thing for me was that it's not uh, considered as waterproof as most of the other wearable devices. Oh. Uh, so you've got to be a little bit careful of that. Now, I've yeah, thrown it under the shower, that sort of thing, and it seems to handle it okay, but officially you're not really supposed to be, uh, okay. not supposed to be doing so that sort of not stuff with it. You shouldn't be going swimming with it on stuff. and so on. Yep. Um, on the now the other end of the scale, the Samsung, which seems to handle the water pretty well, and um, including and I broke the rules. You're not really supposed to use these things in salt water. 
um, but oh, it was no. it was okay. It was okay. In Did the you ocean. swimming with it in it Hawaii? Was okay. Um, but in the uh, in the swimming pool was where I had the most interesting uh, interesting experience with it. Yeah. And uh, I was swimming around. And I saw this interesting thing on the on the bottom of the pool, and I thought, oh, I wonder what that is. And so, uh, so well, I, I went and found what it was. And actually, it was because no. what happens is these um, the Gear S has a rubber surround yeah. and a removable piece of the watch. Now I've just pulled the the main watch piece out no. of the rubber surround, and as I was swimming, there was obviously just you know I must have been. Uh, you know, um, really doing those power laps, uh, must, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and uh, it couldn't yeah. keep up with your, your and the your watch lap had count. fallen out of its rubber surround. So yeah. although it's it's technically waterproof, if that had happened in the um, in the Hawaiian surf, uh, the chance of me finding it on the bottom of the ocean uh, yeah, would have been uh, yeah, needle in a haystack sort of uh, sort of thing. So I was quite uh, I was kind of quite quite pleased that it um, that it fell off my wrist when it when it did. I had no idea it had. Uh, really, in, in, until I saw it there, so just something to be uh, to be a bit aware of, and yeah, we'll, we'll see these sorts of things with wearables that that maybe you know aren't predicted during the design phase, just because these wearable devices are so new and they haven't been around for five or ten years, and these are the sorts of common yeah you know, common, common issues common place, that are going yeah. to get picked up, and uh, you know while we'll see some. Uh, some design changes. Um, now, one one nicety of the Microsoft Band is that it's got a really nice, simple magnetic uh, charging clamp that just sort of clips onto the back of it really easily. You can put it on either you know either way up, uh, and it and it just works. So um, I thought that was the be- that's the best charger by far that I've seen on any of these wearables. Yep. Uh, the other ones tend to clip on. And they're a little bit hard to get on and to get them off. Uh, so the Microsoft Band definitely wins on uh, on that front. The one area where I was let down with the Microsoft Band, <clears throat> now it might have been something I did, but I've uh, damaged the, the sort of clasp that links it together. Um, so it's uh, it's a little bit loose, tends to move around a bit there. So I've done some sort of damage to it. Um, damage good. That said, I yeah. uh, went back into the Microsoft store. They said, oh, well, we can give you a full refund for that or we can replace it when we've got stock. Uh, not much good to me getting a refund when I wanted it to spend some more time reviewing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the replacement, because they'd sold out, they didn't they didn't have a single one you know, there to actually give me a replacement. Yeah. So. I'll uh, I'll do that next time on and I like it. In the I, like States. it. I like the way it looks. Um, I like the the bracelet as well. Fit fitted quite comfortably around my big gorilla arm. And um but yeah, it looks good. The display panel looks pretty good too. I suppose if you're gonna compare it with something else like um the gear fit, it actually looks kind of nice stacked up against that. And uh, the yeah. other thing I it looks a bit like a home detention bracelet. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just think if I put my shades on we're gonna Well with the GPS and, on it it yeah. uh, it almost could be, except it's gotta be paired to your phone to uh, to transmit that location anywhere. Yeah. No, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Pretty cool. Okay. All right, well, that's us for this week. Thank you, everyone, for uh, for listening in. Uh, now, while where do people uh, track you down online? Yes, good question, Paul. Um, we are on uh, Facebook, New Zealand Entertainment Podcast, NZ, and also .com as well. Just, yeah, you're going to put my name in there, Wall Reed, and you'll find stuff for Africa on there. Excellent, excellent. That's good. Well, uh, thank you again for uh, for joining me here on the NZ Tech Podcast. Uh, you can track us down on Twitter. You can track me down on Twitter at Paul Spain. Uh, we're at uh, nztechpodcast.com and stay tuned for the New Zealand Motoring Podcast which we'll be launching awesome. uh, this week first episode All right. uh, is is very close to going online 
excellent episode. Uh, lots of really good content from uh, two two of New Zealand's uh, top motoring uh, journalists, and they've they've done a really good job of putting this one together. So. If you are at all interested in uh, in in cars and uh, and motoring, then yeah, well well worth a listen. Um, some good content in this this first one. They talk about uh, a whole bunch of cars, new uh, vehicles that have that have launched recently or that they've had a chance to drive. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, of motoring news in there, and then they go through uh, the top ten cars that have been nominated for uh, for New Zealand Car of the Year uh, as well. That sounds pretty solid. So yes, yeah, yeah, really yeah. good, uh, really good solid uh, content. Um, quite a bit better actually. I've got to say, Wal, than the first episode of the New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. Well, I knew you were going to bring that up, and uh, <laughs> I'm thinking we might get a stretched hammer for our next. Uh, podcast episode <laughs> we might do it inside a hummer but uh that said for those that only ever listen to the first one it's worth going back and having another listen to the new zealand entertainment podcast because it's because it, it's actually got a lot better um and uh i guess you'd probably say the same if uh, uh if you'd only ever heard the first uh, first episode of nz tech podcast um so uh yeah these things do 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 improve over time yeah i was listening back actually uh i had a usb stick that i was listening to uh to the sort of pre the 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 initial record of the motoring podcast and uh, after it flicked over to, I think, episode four of the NZ Tech podcast. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to hear back to uh, to the very early episodes. Uh, we had um, uh, Brad Boris and, uh, and and Skip Parker on there. And, um, yeah, it was actually really cool listening into one of those first episodes. And, uh, yeah, really, really good. Um, obviously, things have changed a, a little bit over the past four years in technology voice, and other things since then. Your voice has dropped since then, since then <laughs> I believe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, and if you want to check out any of those other those those other podcasts, uh, uh, globalvoicemedia.com or podcast.co.nz. So, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening in. Catch you next Cheers, week. Everyone. All right. Thanks, Paul. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Vector Communications, data networks built for business.